Welcome back to Good Moms, Bad Choices. I'm Erica. And I'm Mila. And this is a really special episode. We recorded this in Costa Rica a few weeks ago. Um, We met Sylvia, who you're about to meet. um, And it was kind of just divine timing. And she is an amazing astrologer, a local Costa Rican. And she really gave us so much insight on ourselves with a private reading of our natal chart and also of our children. But in perfect good mom's fashion, we unfortunately, technology hates us. And so a small portion of this episode is gone forever, went missing. (laughs) But we started right where we all love it. And that's the tarot card reading with the eight of wands. So Sylvia, take it away. By the element of fire. So there is passion in what you are accomplishing. It's important to have that passion. And also it's, well, as I said at the beginning, it's very gold oriented. So pretty much it's like whatever is happening in your life right now, whatever you're trying to accomplish, just focus and go straight forward and act on it with passion. And you have good, um, it's very auspicious, it's very positive. I mean, the outcome will be positive, so you don't have to worry about pretty much that's it. <clears throat> okay, good. Got it. Stay focused. Stay focused and we'll all work out. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Move and passionate. Move with passion. Yes. Do you have an affirmation for today maybe that you can share with our audience? Wow, an affirmation for today. Everything is working out. Best case scenario. Everything is working out. Best case scenario. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even when it doesn't feel like it, right? It's this is the best case scenario. And let me tell you, Sylvia. Yesterday, I was not feeling like everything was working out <laughs> in the best case scenario. You know, I'm so happy that you're here because this trip for me has, I guess, highlighted some of the things in my daughter that I feel like I've always known existed, but I feel like they're amplified and almost like I can't ignore them anymore, and I have to like figure out how I can better you know, support her and how I can better explain things to her. Um, but she's only six. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's difficult. Yes. And so I'm just, you know, we asked you to do our daughter's charts. After you did our charts, everything, it was so insightful that I felt like, I feel like a lot of times we talk to our audience and I've shared with our audience too about, um, I've, I've put my daughter's chart into like different apps and stuff mm-hmm. to kind of understand who she is, but there's only so far my, of my knowledge of it that, that it can go. But I think it's really important that us as parents, we not only like focus on our own, like, you know, de- like built like makings or like our soul path, but also like our children and how we can better parent them based on the planets and, you know, where they were when they were born and how they correlate with us. And I feel like I'm really excited to hear what, you know, what you've discovered about both of our kids because both of our kids are very different. Yes, Um, they are. Yeah, and which I've always known, but even this trip too has highlighted that for me. Me and Jamila have taken a lot of trips with our kids. Um, We're like, we always call each other platonic lovers. And we do a a lot of things together that maybe, you know, you would do with your partner. But I think this is such a pivotal age, six years old. It's a lot of times where kids make agreements with themselves and they like, you know, it's just very an impactful age, like emotionally too. Like people say that between the ages of like five and seven are like really important times because that's kind of like when kids really remember, start remembering things. And our kids are like sponges. And I'm just like, I was literally crying last night telling my friend, her and my other friend, I called and I was like, what is my daughter going to blame me for? <laughs> like, is she, what is she going to blame me for when, when she gets older? Because we all kind of blame our parents for certain things, right? And not also not understanding where they were at that time in their life, what was happening at that time in their life. We just know that like, they just weren't there for us or they did this to us and this and that. And I was like, oh my God, is it going to be that I just didn't pay enough attention to her? You know, she has a, you know, I mean, her father are not together. I, I don't really know what kind of parenting is happening over there because we don't really communicate. 
and she's had a lot of shifts in the last two years with you know new siblings being born and just a lot of things that I think I haven't taken into account too until last <clears> night <throat> all hit me and I was like oh my god she's gone through so much <laughs> I'm always thinking about how much I've gone through you know and thinking oh she's happy they're resilient you know like so I'm just excited to to see to see what it says because I have not been like yesterday I was not feeling optimistic <laughs> I, I think like being able to parent on this journey with you, it's very similar to like, it's obviously we're not married in real life, but like it's very similar to having like almost like another child and a like if you like had a, a blended family and you marry someone and they have a kid. And but obviously I've been in Ivy's life forever, but you know, we travel together, we spend a lot of time together. So we see our kids together and they're the best of friends, they're sisters. And I was just telling her last night, like, first of all, it's challenging as fuck traveling for 10 days with two six-year-olds. Our patience has been tried many times. And it's just interesting dynamic because I am a single mom of one. If I didn't have the opportunity to like be on this path with you, I wouldn't be able to understand as much that we are literally just the bearers of souls, you know, like we bring the soul and then we have to figure out the best way to parent that soul and to guide that soul and to make them the most, you know, ready for this life as they can be. And Irie and Luna are so different, but they are such best friends. I mean, Erica and I are different and obviously we're best friends, but like when you put four women little women to big ones all different in one trip it's like (laughs) it it highlights that shit a lot you know and um i'm just really lucky that we met you and that we're just like have the insight to even say huh let's try this for our kids so that we can possibly better parent them or have a better insight on who they are and like you know i I don't like my parents aren't the type of parents to i don't know obviously all our parents do what they can with what they got but like really understanding the like what makes your child tick or makes them feel away i think it's so important because all of a lot of us most of us are healing from childhood trauma but maybe our parents didn't have the insight or the you know the thought to go see an astrologist to check in how we could have better been parented i'm a super sensitive human being and i'm I, i know i was a super sensitive child and I was like told, like, stop being sensitive a lot, which I'm sure a lot of kids were because it's like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> but like that probably wasn't conducive for me. And like I have having to work out of a lot of like negative self-talk because of it as an adult. So I'm just like happy to get to sit down with you and get better insight on Luna. So like I can be more patient and understanding of who she is. And I'm not doing the same thing my parents did. and was like, shut up. You're being very sensitive or be quiet. You're fine. <laughs> be quiet you're fine so as an adult she's not like i'm hurting but i'm fine you know so mm-hmm. it's just like this is a you guys we're in the jungle and of course there's a lot of sounds sorry <laughs> noise follows us so if you i'm gonna give you the floor sylvia well well i have so much to say about what you guys were sharing with me and as i told you in your reading there are certain aspects that are really important that we as human keep in mind while we are working, walking on this earth. Like really, really, it's very important that we understand. And this is, this is my belief, this is my perspective, but I find out, I mean, I don't know if this is the massive truth, if this is the only truth, but who resonates with this might find a lot of peace in believing in this. And this is that we, before we came here on earth, we choose everything, all the circumstances that surround us while we are alive, we choose them before we incarnate here. We were like in a realm where we were, okay, for my soul evolution, this is the perfect family for me, this is the perfect country, this is the perfect culture, this is the perfect place for me to grow as a soul, to accomplish my mission there. So knowing that, we know that no matter how it goes, you're doing the best job because you are already, you are, are agree at some point. You and your daughters, we all of us, you and your parents too, we all agree that that was going to be the best for me. So when we are born, we forget about all of this. We don't remember what the agreements or the agendas that we plan to bring down here. So we start living life in a way that organically and naturally 
it's just going to unfold in the perfect way so our souls start to live and experience life in the way we planned, let's mm -hmm. say, okay? So you are born even with the perfect astrology, okay? You are even born with the perfect astrology for your soul evolution. There are several important things for me in an natal chart. One of them is the moon. <laughs> the moon, the moon, it's the mother for every one of us, okay? The, where the moon falls, in the sign where is the moon, that is the energy in how we are going to perceive our mother, okay? Then there is also, um, well, I talked to you the other day about Chiron. There's where the wound is. We are, if we are human, we are wounded. That's it. If not, we transcend this humanity and we are going to be incarnated maybe in another dimension or in other realms or in other planets or I don't know how that works. That I don't know, but I do know that we can be completely something different than humans, okay? Mm -hmm. But if we are here, we come with a wound and that wound is represented by Chiron, okay? And there are well, some other things there that we can put together and we can make a good uh, combination and, okay, let's say, okay, this is the recipe for this kind of personality or this kind of tendencies. So I just want to make sure that I cover that aspect because we carry so much, I, well, I'm not a mother, but I am very afraid to be a mother, for example. Why? I have several aspects in my chart, for example. I have my moon in Aquarius. Moon in Aquarius is one of the moons that are super afraid to be a mother. Mm. And it's like a fear of giving birth, mm. right? It's like, okay, I don't see myself giving birth. That's scary to me so much. So this, for example, makes me understand so much about why it's so difficult for me. And there is a lot of women around the world that have these aspects and that they probably don't understand why am I so afraid to have kids, mm. right? Why am I so, I don't know, to, to feel incapable to do it? So even though I don't have kids and I still have to work on this wound, I blame my mother for so many things. And one of the fears that I have, for example, with my moon in Aquarius is like, what is that kid going to, to tell me? I mean, I, what if I'm not going to do a good job? Mm -hmm. What am I going to do? What, what if I am the same as my mother was with me? And I mean, I really had a very damaging childhood because of that, precisely that moon, mm. right? Mm -hmm. She doesn't know anything about astrology. And that's why I love to do charts for mothers. Because to me, if somebody told my mother, for example, at some point, okay, Sylvia is this way. And you should guide her in this way. I'm pretty sure that I would probably went through another path in life. Mm. It didn't happen. Right. That was not my sole mission either. <laughs> I probably won't be here doing this mm. if she guided me properly. Mm -hmm, okay? Mm -hmm. So <sighs> I do know the importance of having the sense of what your child is. Mm -hmm. I do know that importance. And also... I want you to know that everything is perfect. These charts, your daughter's chart and your chart, we can put them together in a synastry and we can also... So there is also like what is the challenge you have in your personal relationship. Mm -hmm. Another thing that you need to know is that when the souls get together, you know, like you and me, we meet each other, right? We have, there is a purpose in our encounter. You're going to learn something from me. I will definitely learn something from you, with, for you too, with you. You know, we are the three of us. We're going to, this, is, this was planned already. There right. is no coincidence. Mm -hmm. And if we put even our shards together, we will see why. Why are we connecting in these aspects? Mm -hmm. Maybe it's something very spiritual. Maybe I meant to guide you spiritually. Maybe we're just going to be friends and you're going to teach me how to shine like you shine. You're going to teach me how to be a mother. I'm going to teach you, I don't know, how to be more spiritual. We don't know. Mm -hmm. But we all bring so much for all of us. You know, and we need to be very, very, very present every time we meet somebody. You know, we, we can teach so much to each other. So your child's to you. They are the greatest teachers you have. Oof, I know. <laughs> right? I know. I was telling her yesterday, I was like, I... I was like, I know that like this is a that the that this challenge is a lesson for me because it feels very uncomfortable, and like I don't know 
how to navigate. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I'm just doing my best. And I know that like throughout my month, throughout motherhood so far that I've encountered, obviously I think every mother has encountered certain challenges that you're not expecting. Mm -hmm. And I think me, this challenge that I'm experiencing with my daughter was not one that I was expecting. I was like, no, she'll just be chill like me. And because she's like me and she's not like me, you know, or like, of course I give her a lot of attention. It'll be enough. You know, she gets so much attention from everybody else. It will be enough. It's not enough. It's never enough. <laughs> so it's interesting because I think people have a hard time saying my child is different from me and I don't have all the answers or people just don't under like people are not people don't talk about this you're like this is my child they're wonderful they're the center of the earth but like people are not honest about like okay this is my child and this is where I don't understand her or this is where I'm, I'm having an obstacle and like talking about that is okay you know what I'm saying like there are things that come up and I'm like I hope you don't do too much of this or too much of that. I'm going to just let you chill right now. But like, I, it's, I, again, I'm grateful to have the opportunity to parent with someone else and see how challenges come up and like that we can talk about them and that we can work through them and then like try and help each other in the journey. Because again, yeah, like we do have very different children and it takes different tools. You need to pull out different tools for each of them. You know, like Irie is much more attached to Erica and needs a lot from Erica all the time. And I know it's challenging for her and I'm trying mm -hmm. to support her, you know, and sometimes it's challenging even because, shit, I don't got the answers either. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, so for example, well, let's do, we're, we're more with you right now. Like, our energy is like in you and your daughter, Irie. So, you know, for example, we talk about it the other day, right? You said like, oh, Irie just get, wants all my attention. Okay, turns out, <laughs> Turns out breaking that, news. That exactly, like the breaking news here <laughs> is that Irie has the beautiful Leo moon. To me, it's beautiful because compared to mine, for example, or your daughter, that we're gonna talk about it. She's very completely the opposite. They're so different. That moon in Leo, it's a baby that was really wanted somehow. Okay, maybe I don't know the circumstances in that she came to the world, but you definitely were ready when she came. Even though if it was a surprise for you that, okay, oh, I'm pregnant, Jesus. But all the way, like you worked through your marriage, eh, through your pregnancy, sorry. You worked through your pregnancy in a way that that baby, when she came, was completely wanted. And she is surrounded by an environment where she is the little queen. Mm. Whether by you, your neighbors, this community she's growing, whether the grandmother or even the father, but she is like the unique figure there. So that encouraged her to be, Leo is, what is Leo? What is the Leo energy? Proud, is, big, attention. Is the sun, yeah. is the sun, okay, he's bringing me all that attention, I'm shining here. I am, I mean, all the Leo energy are the, the energy of the artist. Mm. The Jennifer Lopez, for example. I'm pretty sure she has some Venus in Leo or something. Well, I have Venus in Leo too, and I wish I was like her. But you know, but we, there's also that. We need to integrate mm -hmm. a lot of all these aspects. No, it's not that because we have them there in our chart, that's because that's how we are. No, there are some aspects that we really need to learn and integrate mm -hmm. and to empower them, to empower with them, right? So with your daughter, with this beautiful moon, of course, she's like me. Me and me and me and me and she can be, she's like also this kind of, of girl that it can be, she can um, probably you give her everything she wants, I don't know, or there is somebody that is giving her everything she wants. So, I mean, that doesn't make her a bitch. No, not at all. That's her job. To because she, to, yeah, because to she make her humble? <clears throat> to make her a little bit to understand that she's not the center of the universe. Mm -hmm. but in a very gentle way. Mm -hmm. that's the best. You're not going to, you know, to make her feel guilty to be like that. She just, you know, is her essence here. Mm -hmm. And that's also, you are, you have a big responsibility in how she perceives you. You have a lot of responsibility in that real moon energy in her life mm -hmm. because it's the mother, her mother, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, right. The moon. So it's the, I'm exactly. The moon. And if I see you, if I don't know you, 
you have a lot of Leo energy in you. Why? I don't know why. Let's see in this moment here. I'm going to take a look at your chart. So in Leo, you have Lilith. Okay, maybe it's that Lilith that you have in there too that is making you. Because if I see you, you have that presence of a Leo woman, for example, your hair, the way you use your hair. Leo is all about hair too. So there is a lot of things that you can perceive. Leo, whether if it's Leo, Venus in Leo, Venus ascendant, Venus sun, and Lilith, which is a, a very important feminine energy too in the astrological chart. There is also a part like the, it's like the shadow, the shadow of the woman, for example. It's like the evil part of us. It's, that's how they call it. But it's more profound than Lilith. Lilith is the evil part of us? I mean, it's not precisely the evil part but of like us, but dark, it's like, the dark side. it can be the dark side of us, yes. I told you the other day, that a very important aspect we have is the north nodes too, okay? Mm -hmm. The north nodes and the south node. So the north node is where we are going, is where our soul is coming here to, to experience. It's not a comfort zone. It's a place where we feel called to, but we said, no, I don't see myself doing that. I don't see myself going there. And there is the south node where it's like our past life. For example, where we were in our past life or, or in some of our past life, in any one of our past lives, right? So that's the comfort zone. So whatever the soul note is, we're going to feel very good in there. Mm. Okay, so for example, in Iris' case, she have the north note in the first house. That means that the south note is in the seventh house. And we have here a contradiction. And there... It's where I need to, to, be, to explain better astrology here because I explained your you the other day about how the houses work and how, what are, you know, why the first house is the first house, why the signs are different in the chart and not precisely, for example, uh, let, let's see, because I, I really want to, to explain myself here and it's hard for me also in English. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, no, no. Um, so we have 12 houses in the in the chart right mm -hmm. so it's like a wheel that look it's not a wheel let's imagine a piece of pizza like oh no a pizza a round pizza with seven slices, eh, with 12 slices. Mm -hmm. okay 12 slices. each slice it pertains to a house okay so the first slice the first house it's the house of Aries. the second house is the house of Taurus. the third house is the house of gemini the fourth house is the house of cancer the fifth house is the house of Leo. The sixth house is the house of Virgo. Seven is the house of Libra. The eighth one is the house of Scorpio. The ninth house is the house of Sagittarius. The tenth is the house of Capricorn. The eleventh is the house of Aquarius. And the twelfth is the house of Pisces. The horoscope starts in Aries and ends in Pisces, right? Mm. So those are twelve signs, twelve houses. Why do we ask the time of birth to do a natal chart? Because the signs are transiting through that wheel. Let's say they're moving around every two hours, they change houses. So they're like moving, like boom, 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 boom. Okay? So with the time of birth, we say, like, okay, it's like a, a screenshot of that exact moment of how the transits were happening, how, where the signs were moving through which houses, okay? So, in the case of your daughter, for example, she was the, in the moment of her birth at 4.12 in the afternoon, the ascendant, the Virgo was transiting in the ascendant, okay, in the 24 degrees. So the first house covered a part of the, a little part of Virgo, of the, yeah, of the sign of Virgo. Every sign have 30 degrees, not all the houses. The houses can be shorter or wider. Bring even they in each house they can even have two signs, or maybe just one. But in the most part of natal charts, there are two signs in one house. Maybe not to, not all the degrees of the of the signs, but uh, it, so it, well. So in your daughter chart, for example, there is in the first house. Yeah, there is the ascendant in Virgo, but a lot of the first house there is Libra energy mm. and she have the north node let's go back to the nodes i hope i don't make an, a big mess here no i remember the north node is what's <clears throat> uncomfortable and where you're exactly what your is what you're is. exactly exactly mm -hmm. yeah and so she have the north node there in the first house in libra but what is the house what okay who's the owner of the first house Aries. right 
So even though Libra was transiting here and the North Node is in Libra, she had that Aries energy. But what is going on? That the first house is the house of Aries and the seventh house is the house of Libra. But they are opposite. Opposite. Mm -hmm. They are so this is well, okay, what is happening here? So I have I have the north node in Aries, which means I have to go me, 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 me. But then the north node is in Libra, which is others. So mm. How am I going to do this? Mm. What is this mess? Mm. I mean, they're completely opposite. And how am I going to integrate this energy? Mm. Right? Mm -hmm. Because we need to put all of this together. So in her life, there is a lot of energy that is going to be focusing on herself. This is very important because it's in the first house. So she really comes here to experience herself. Mm to know herself, to live through her own things, you know, like not to match the others, but because it's in the in sign of Libra, this is telling me that she needs to experience herself through relationships too. Mm. What is going to happen? That she, her soul node, which is her comfort zone, is okay, let's be in relationships. So she's probably going to be somebody that is going to attract a lot of relationships in her life. So she's probably already surrounded by people. Mm -hmm. You and your family and friends, and there is a lot of people around here. She's not a kid that will grow, our, that will grow up alone, even though she's an, uh, an only daughter, right? Mm -hmm. She will be surrounded by people all the time. She's my only daughter. She has <clears throat> other siblings, but... Exactly. Well, okay, but still she's surrounded by a lot of people constantly. Mm -hmm. She's not alone all the time, right? No, no. Okay, so that's, that is telling me that she is creating already a lot of relationships mm -hmm. in her life. And that's how she's learning. Mm -hmm. So they're also going to teach her that you are not the only one. Even with this moon in Leo, which is like, they're going, she's going to be probably learning in a tough way. That she's not the only one. That all the energy doesn't have to be on her. And she's also have uh, Uranus, uh, the planet Uranus. How do you, how do you pronounce it properly? Uranus. Uh -huh, okay, I don't want to say something different, uh -huh. you know, because sometimes it's like Uranus. Your, oh, your, maybe Uranus sounds better than Uranus. I don't know. Yeah, I like the way you say it. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, but it happens already and people were like, okay, so I just, I just want to make sure I said the planet Uranus. Uh, she's is there in the seventh house. So... This brings a lot of instability in relationships. Mm. So this is a blend of boom. Oh, Lord. Exactly. Oh, God. Sorry, See, baby. That's the, exactly. <laughs> but everything that is happening in your life is guiding her through these kind of experiences. Mm. So you don't have to worry that much. You just have to understand. Then this is so important. And this is for both of you. You both need to understand that you are doing the perfect job every minute because you they choose you to be the mother so you are the perfect mother for their soul evolution no matter what you do you cannot run away from it you can just understand better and be more at peace with the loss of the universe let's say mm -hmm. that to be more at peace with whatever shows up and to understand okay this is her path i have to respect her path this is what she's choosing, and I am doing the best here. I'm, do, I'm doing the best, the best performance here mm -hmm. for her soul evolution. You cannot avoid this to happen. You cannot avoid the, that, um, for example, those difficulties that she's going to experience in relationship because there is also the father part. Okay, there is a lot of influence in the father energy in her life, not whether he is there or not, right? She's going to be more prone to relate with women than with men in general because she is born also with uh, the masculine energy very present in her life, okay? So let's say not because there are men around her, but also but because she has integrated a masculinity in her. You know, we all have masculine and feminine energy inside of us. So my feeling is that she has very well integrated the masculine energy in her life so this is also something that um is positive to me to me it's positive that she have this because the father energy is not precisely you know in her life in a way that can provide her a good example of what is a masculine energy 
So she doesn't necessarily need. A, I mean, I don't want to say she doesn't need a good example. It's already like within her. Is, is that what she? It's means? something like she. Yeah, like in her, she has like masculine and feminine already very well integrated. So even though she don't have her parent figure in there, her father figure in there, she has like well, a, he's there. But, eh. <laughs> okay. Well, that's that's what I'm talking about. But that's also forming in her. This is also forming in her difficulties in how she goes into relationships. As I was telling you about this, her masculine energy being very integrated in her, that's going to be helpful in her journey, her life journey. But there is still this masculine energy that is lacking in her life and is the one from her father. How can a masculine energy being um, not present in our lives, for example, just the fact that we don't have that father energy precisely, the father energy or a brother energy, that that energy is not there constantly, that will make me understand this aspect, this masculine energy from a very different... I mean, I'm not going to perceive masculinity in the most healthy way, let's say, okay? The fact that there is not the father figure in our lives, it's, it will always create a... Imbalance? Yeah, like an imbalance, but also like where is going to be, um, the, um, how to say, like, how are we going to be inspired by? Who is going to inspire this masculine energy in our life? How is that masculine energy represented in our life? Mm -hmm. Okay, so for example, in, in your case, okay, he's there, but he's not there. Okay, so when I see her shard and I put the pieces together, to me, the masculine energy, even though it's present in her, in her own life, like it's going to be balanced in her, the way he's going to perceive the male energy or man in her life, whether, I don't know, well, if she is going to, to be straight or not, for example, I mean, that, that's something I cannot tell you, right, <laughs> like from here. But for example, let's say that, well, that, yeah, that she, she does like guys, okay? So the energy that he, she will attract to her in general will be men's that are very grounded, like working men's that are more responsible. Uh, and also not too much, uh, they're not, uh, se dice? like affectionate. affectionate, thank you. They're not affectionate because that's not what she's having, mm. right? I mean, that's not the energy she has from her parent. Or if she don't have a parent, a male parent, uh, the father is not a father that brings her a lot of affection. Mm. Right? Mm -hmm. Even though she received it from other people, because this moon in Leo also can be very affectionate, but the masculine energy in her life are not going to have this pattern. Mm. Right? So, pretty much. Uh, Is that what she's going to be? That's what she would be attracted to also? It's She's going to be attracted to that because that's what she's growing with. Mm -hmm. Right? It's, it's like, and even though. I mean, this is, we, then in this point, we will have to get too much deep into psychology or something to understand all of this. It can place in several ways. To me, to what I can see in her chart, it's going to play it in that way. Mm. Oh my God, I'm so excited. I signed up for this very sexy subscription box called Like a Kitten. I got a naughty or nice game, a sexy little lingerie teddy, and all this fun stuff to help me spice up my love life. I love Like a Kitten, and this month, they're helping you choose your own adventure with their BYOB box, aka Build Your Own Box, bitch. You get to choose one item out of each of their six categories. I'm talking toys, beauty products, lubes, cleansers, sexy accessories, and lingerie. Right now, Like a Kitten is offering our listeners 20% off and free shipping when you go to likeakitten.com and enter promo code GMBC to get 20% off these incredible boxes. The link is in this episode's description. You're welcome. Are you a couple looking to find a third? 
Or maybe you're single and searching for a dating app that actually encourages you to embrace your sexual side. Me too, bitch. And that's why I'm so excited to know that an app like Field exists. Field is an alternative dating app for couples and singles and has the largest dating community of progressive humans across the globe. That's right. Field values sex positivity and encourages you to share your desires and interests directly on your profile so that people know what you're into from cuddling and long kisses to BDSM to even more erotic interests with like-minded humans in a space created for safe and ethical exploration. And here's some great news. You can download the Field app for free and support our show by going to field.co slash goodmoms. That's F-E-E-L-D dot C-O slash goodmoms. Or just click the link in our episode description to get the Field app for free today. So this is going to be forming a personality in the future that is going to be very independent. She's going to be very wild and free in relationships. So expect her to be very open. Expect her to be very selfish too, like egocentric even. Mm. Expect her to be, to have a lot of friends also around her, to know a lot of people, to be surrounded by people constantly. And expect her also to be someone that is, yeah, surrounded by men in general. She can be surrounded by women and men, both. She's going to be very relationship-oriented in general, okay? But also, uh, there is going to be an aspect on her that is blocking her approach to affection. So somehow, I, don't, I feel that she's going to have issues in being able to go deep in relationships, even though she have things to work here with, which is her North Node. So what I feel when I see this chart and I put it together is that she comes here to work very deep in the relationship he have with herself through the experiences with others. Okay, so whatever she, whenever she experiences herself through other people, she's going to be able to grow the relationship he have with herself mm. because that's the goal. Mm. To learn to relate with herself. But she's going to do it through other people, exactly, to mirror him and mm. through relationships. So it's not easy. So it's important for her, at least for me as an parent, to make sure that the people around her are really positive forces because she's experiencing herself through them. Well, hopefully that's possible. I know, I mean, I can't control Hope, everything. Exactly. It's so interesting because she's such an affectionate child, mm -hmm. at least to me. Uh -huh. And to like, like to other people too, like to her, like her siblings and... She is selective about her affection now. She is, yeah. Because even for me, I'm not, she's very like, she, she's, when she feels like it, you know. Moni Leo. Yeah, very mm -hmm. like, if she, if she wants to, if she feels comfortable. It's not like everybody gets granted that. She's very selective with who she's like, will be open open with. And so not that she's not friendly or like, she'll talk like her, Luna and her will attack a stranger in no time, but like also it's just, it's in her comfort zone too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. See, I mean, definitely, I mean, and she's a child too. She has not experienced yet the toughness of life right. that much, right? And you, she's been in a safe space. Um, so definitely, uh, I can't imagine that she's still very affectionate, and she will be. I mean, that doesn't mean that she will not. But um, the fact that she comes to experience herself through, too much through relationships, I mean, she can experience any kind of situations in relationships. I don't feel they're all bad, not at all, but definitely she, that's, that's what she shoots. Mm -hmm. And that's, to, to me, the most important is that you guys understand that you need to respect that too. You know what? I'm thinking about that now because to me, I'm like, I don't understand that for me. You know, like I don't, I'm like, I don't need a lot of people around. In fact, I don't like a lot of people around. I can do it in doses, but yeah. And like having to witness my daughter do that, I like, I, I think instinctually I would tell her like, you need to be alone. Like you need to just chill. chill. And like, that would not be good for her or that's not what her, you know, her soul path is. And me as a parent would say, well, this is what works for me. And this is what's done, worked for me. 
and this is why you should probably do that too. And I think that's what parents do in general. Like you take your own experience. This is I've been around longer than you, so this is what worked for me. And my mom says that all the time to me. And in many ways, my mom has proven to be correct about a lot of things. Yes, but. I think that I'm glad to hear that because that's something I, I need to know as her mother that like those are that's kind of like what she needs in order to kind of know herself. Yes. Yes. And it's her soul journey too, you know, and you will I think one of a good thing to do when they are kids, they're very pure. They're pure souls. And even though they don't know anything about life, they're really very well connected to to higher realms. They're really connected also to their higher self, which is the one that, can, that knows the truth. There is a wise inner being in ourselves, in all of us. And when we are kids, that it's there. We can access. So there is also another thing that we can encourage the kids to do, like how to access that inner knowledge since they are little kids. Mm -hmm. So you can also, it's also to start trusting that they have this wisdom in them that they can feel that whatever they feel attracted to the most part of the most part of the times they're right and it's positive for them i mean as long as you're not exposing them to abuse of course i mean you need to ask you're the adult too but the most part of the time they know that there are certain things that are important for them and you need to trust also in that little inner self that it's in them right mm -hmm. that is there guiding them through their own experiences The, what happened with parents is that they are all the time thinking that they know what is right, and that's not precisely truth. I come back to my case because my case is so much like that that I always wish my mother wasn't in astrology, into astrology. With that Venus in Leo plus some other things, I supposed to be dancer, and you know, since I was a kid, I wanted to be in ballet and doing stuff like that. And what she did was completely to put me in a room to lock me up and I was not able to play. And me, I was all about being out there. Bam, 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 bam. Obviously, she developed my whole natal chart through that attitude. I mean, like, I accomplished my life mission. That of her putting, locking me in there and ignoring who I was, even rejecting who I was, even telling me, you shut up, you don't play, you don't do stuff like that. Even doing all of that made me go through the rest of my life, which was in my natal chart. So I got it. Mm -hmm. But in, if somebody told her, like, listen, that's not the way you have to treat Sylvia. You know, she, it's, you need to put her into acting and in dancing because that's her essence. I would probably take completely another path in life. And I want him, you know, like, it's completely different. Mm -hmm. So this is so complicated because even though you know it there is a path that needs to be walked mm -hmm. so if you know this information if you're going to have this information already it's going to be of good help for them mm -hmm. if you don't have it it's still fine because this soul comes here to accomplish something and there is nothing that can be against nothing can but be if changed. i can get some insight <laughs> on the cheat codes a little bit I'm gonna I'm I'm take it because I would like to, I want her to have blossom in full capacity. Yes. You know, at least in, 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 in any way that I can assist. I know that the world is gonna do what it does, you know, and if I can just assist in, you know, helping her complete her soul's mission, then I wanna do that. Mm -hmm. Even if it is uncomfortable for me at times, because I, it sounds like it's going to be, <laughs> because I don't, That's not, that's not in my nature, you know? It's not how I recharge. It's not how I, I feel like I'm on, it's not my soul path, you know? It's not to be, I guess, healing through or f healing through all of my, like having a lot of people around, I guess, I would say. That doesn't feel good to me, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So I'm gonna have to just shut the fuck up. <laughs> Just let it happen. <laughs> See, that because, yeah, she's completely something different there. And, you know, she's going to be also, um, you need to encourage her, too, to study. They're not all the kids come here to study, honestly. Like, I hate the fucking school system. That's not, that's completely out of, I mean, like, what are they trying to do here? I mean, you're, some are going to be actors, And that's their potential. Some are going to be into sports. Some are going to be into... They're really into study. They really have to go 
what to scoop or take instead. So this is also very important for you to know. She has a very strong potential to study into even universities and stuff like that. So if she wants to go to school, if she wants to do something, uh, she tell you, oh, okay, I would like to be philosopher, whatever. That's something positive for her. She has uh, good aspects for higher studies, university and stuff like that. Mm. So I'm pretty sure she is that oriented and you need to encourage her to go to school. She loves to learn. Loves yeah. it. She <laughs> loves to travel and stuff she like that. She loves to learn and she loves to be the best. <laughs> no, and, no, no, and it's... At and all times. Know, one of the good things you're doing with her is that you're traveling with her. That is one of the highest learnings for somebody with these aspects in astrology. Mm. You know, like, I think uh, traveling for her can teach her a lot. And it's a good way for her and also for you. You know, you both enjoy together and she can learn a lot for sure. So this is something positive studies for her. I don't, well, we will see for, uh, for Luna, but in her case, yes. There is also um, to understand the wound that she brings to earth, you know, and that's a wound of not feeling. There's Chiron, you know, I talked to you about Chiron, the centaur. The centaur, mine. exactly, in mythology, that is, they call it the wounded healer. Um, and whatever it is in our natal chart is talking about where we have our wound. So we all come here with a wound. And in her case, it's in Pisces. So there is a, a long, a big, huge generation that is born with um, Chiron in Pisces. It depends on which house falls that is going to be activated. But in her case, to me, there is, you need to be um, very aware that she might experience the collective wounds, the collective pain, the collective unbalances in her physical body. So if you perceive her that sometimes she's too tired, that sometimes she gets sick and, you know, and she don't even know why, she's like, oh, I don't know, I feel tired or I'm, I feel, and, and you have no explanation why, is, I mean, she's just not sick, but it's because she is like, a, she has like this antenna mm. for collective things. Mm. So let's say that astrology is going nuts in that moment and she's just like in bed, crying. Better. Don't think that she's crazy. Don't think that something's wrong. She's just very sensitive to these kind of energies. Mm. Okay? And you need to also allow her to just go into her own process without asking her too much because she don't even know what is going on. Mm. She, cannot, she will not have an explanation for you. And if you insist, tell me what is going on, thinking that she has a trauma, that somebody abused her or something like that, or what's going on with you? Why are you acting like this? Mm. You leave her. You leave her and you you put her, the best, uh, you can help her a lot in the water. She, it does her good to be near the water, whether a pool, whether the river, whether the ocean, everything that she can be close to water is very positive for her. Okay, this is something also that it's important for, for, for you guys to know lately. What is the best environment for your kids? Mm. And that's something that is possible to see in your nat in, in natal chart for sure. I, so there is something that I want to take a look uh, for both of you, Evan, in, in your case, uh, about like the scenery that I told you, like what are the hardest aspects when you put both of your charts together? Because this is like, even when, uh, there, this is also where when you have a, in a relationship, when you want to know if a man is good for, for you, you or not, mm -hmm. exactly. So, but here for your, with you and your daughter, I want to take a look as what are the strongest aspect or what is the, the most difficult the oppositions or the squares that are here. Mm. Okay, let's see. Well, she comes to bring you a lot of a structure, a lot of a structure. So that's something that you need to know. She comes here to put limits on you. Not because she is going to be like that, but it's just something that is a natural thing. She, you probably were before her were really free and wild and she came to just come to, okay? Instructs you as a mother, structuring you also in your your personality, in who you are, in what people perceive of you. And okay, what else here? Okay, this is good. I always say that, like I think I've always said that Irie is the type of child that needs structure. That she's thrives in that. I mean, I know she's a Taurus, you know, but also that she has, she's given me more structure because I don't, I don't navigate that way. I have some of it because my mom is very, my whole, my mom, my grandmother, the women in my life, they're very like 
need organization. And I have always been like the wild card and they're like never understood. Like I was always in trouble because I was losing things or I was, you know, just my interests would change or this or that. And I feel like <clears throat> I've realized that. That's one thing I will say, like that I know my daughter, like she likes a schedule. She likes to know what's happening. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And I've had to like adjust my life because of that. Yeah, yeah, and and that's and that's okay with me. Yes, exactly. I mean, that's it's good. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's probably the strongest aspect you have. Um, I'm trying to take a look here of something else, just to make sure. Mm-hmm. No, there are people that are born with extremely strong karma in between mother and daughter. You don't have that, and that's positive. That means that your relationship, even though sometimes you think it's difficult. It's fine. I mean, it's very harmonious. I don't see too much hard aspects or karmas, as I said. You already have yours. <laughs> you, you were born with some, so. But she's not coming to activate that aspect in you. She's actually coming to help you in your process of becoming a better version of yourself. Mm. It's, um, supporting a higher version of you. So I just wanted to take a look at that before, yeah, we can also talk about her daughter. I don't know if, if you have any more questions here. I mean, I like you to ask me more sometimes. Um, I guess I'm trying to think. I mean, like I told you earlier that my, like my biggest, my concern is that I'm not like, how do I give my Leo moon child the attention that she needs? And then I know that her ascending, I know her, her, so her son is in Taurus, her moon is in Leo, and then her ascendant is in Virgo. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know if that Virgo, I mean, mine is Scorpio and my moon is Sagittarius. So I don't know if like my, do any of those things. Your moon makes a, see, your moon makes a really good aspect with her moon. So that means the way you uh, express emotions are positive. You know, like she can, she got you in the way you express your love and you will understand the way she expresses her emotions too. And you said um, then her ascendant is in Virgo and your ascendant was Scorpio, Scorpio, right? So that's also make a good aspect. It's earth and water, so that's positive. But anyways, when there is something hard here, it's immediate for me to see. But um, yeah, I mean, I think you're both making good aspects in between you. I was telling Jamila a few days ago, I was like, I think I need to get Irie in some activities that are um, more like let let her shine. Yes. Like let her, like I noticed that like when she surfed, she went, went and did a surf lesson. Uh-huh. And it, this is just kids in general. When they do well, they get happy, you know, but I could see that it was like such a confidence booster mm-hmm. for her. And I was like, I need to, like right now she's in a lot of end of team. She's in team activities and some of she's in piano, which is a little bit isolating. And doesn't allow her to really, like, at least not right now. We're, maybe we're, I haven't really been, like, nurturing that as much as I should. But, like, I just feel like she needs to feel, like, really good at what she does and be able to show it. Yes. And I was like, what are, like, she does, like, she loves soccer. I was like, she, that's a team thing. Surfing is more solo. But whatever it is that I, you know, help nurture needs to, I need to make sure that it's, like, making her feel, like, I don't want to say the best because she also has to learn that like you lose sometimes. Mm-hmm. I think that's really mm-hmm. a little bit difficult for her to understand or like seeing other people's talents like she doesn't have. Like like Luna is like a fucking performer. Okay, <laughs> she will literally just dance, but like no, like literally like no one's watching. No one will be watching, <laughs> and she is really good at it. And I could tell like Irie's like you know she's not that great at dancing yet, and it could make her feel like a little bit like. No, and she's very competitive. Oof. She's very competitive, and you need to encourage that on her. Respect mm. that. Mm. Do not make her feel that she's wrong. I mean, it's in her nature, and it's going to take her far. You know, so I don't think you have to worry too much that she wants to be the best or that she's always competitive. It's just, I mean, that's very Virgo, too. Mm. You know, her ascendance, so that's like, you know, she, and she needs to be the best, she needs to be perfect, and that's okay. It's just, to me, what kind of exercise can be good for her? Well, I will definitely see her doing kind of yoga and that kind of stuff when she's grown, probably. And I think you should encourage that on her, too. But mostly in her, in her studies, academically. Mm. I think that's a very positive aspect that she has in her chart. So, okay. yeah. But, yeah, no, everything that is competition, it has to be done. <laughs> 
has to be done for her. She, if she's going, if now she's just going to look by herself to do it. Mm. You know, she's probably wants to, uh, to be in competition in her classroom too. She's in competition with everyone uh-huh. all the time. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay. Including me. She's like, I did it better than you, right? <clears throat> I'm like, yeah, babe, you did it better than me. She's like, okay, good. <laughs> See, just, just let her. It's like, okay, yes. But tell her no when it's also no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she can push herself farther mm. and don't feed that Leo moon of like, I'm perfect mm. mm-hmm. or I'm the best. Okay. Well, thank you. That was really insightful. And yes. Okay. Gives me more clarity and also a reminder that I am doing enough and that I am the mother for her because yesterday I was not feeling that way. I was crying and I was getting really emotional and feeling like I told her yesterday. But what happened? It's just like she just kept needing. She just kept like, it was just like mama, 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 every five seconds. And it was just like she wanted to come sit next to me and she could. She could come sit next to me and she's like, you're ignoring me. And I was like, how am I ignoring you? Just come sit next to me. Like, I don't, like, you know I love you. I'm always showing you love and affection. And, you know, I, li- I had to tell her, I was like, you know, sometimes you make me feel like I'm not a good mom. Like, okay. And then she got really sad and, like, cried. And I was like, I just have to tell you, like, I'm doing my best to, like, love you and give you all of my attention. But, Irie, I am, I can't give you every bit of my attention. I have to have some for me, too. Okay. Like, I'm working, I'm facilitating this trip for you. Everything that you've wanted to do that you've done, like, I don't know what else to give you. <laughs> like, and she was just sad. And, just, and like, we talked last night and in the bed and she was, I, she couldn't tell me why she was upset. Like, uh-huh. she just was crying, crying, crying. And I was like, what is it? And so I started naming things, which then I don't know if it's the really what it is because she's just like, yeah, that's it. And so I just feel like I was never going to be able to give her enough attention. And granted, I'm very busy. You know, like, I'm very busy, and I am distracted sometimes. Technology and work, and I don't plan on getting less busy right now. So it's, like, trying to find balance of, like, giving her undivided attention, but also knowing, like, sometimes I got to step away and I got to do something. And that's the step away that she cannot, she doesn't like and doesn't, can't handle. So I guess it's just, um, yeah, and I'm trying to give her tools to, like, relax too because when she gets upset she gets so worked up and it it reminds me of me when I was a kid because I had a lot of emotions and I I was only asked I wasn't asked all the time about my emotions so when I did they were just I couldn't express them because they were just so overwhelming Mm -hmm. and I just want to make sure that I'm creating a space where she feels like she can talk to me Mm -hmm. I know she's sick so sometimes she doesn't have the words or maybe she doesn't even Mm -hmm. understand why she's upset and like when you said like she doesn't understand sometimes whereas like you know with Luna she'll be like this made me feel like this, you know? Mm -hmm. And I'm like... What was coming to me while you were talking, I'm trying to, I mean, of course, when we want to understand better a moon in an astrology, we really need to get deep into that moon. I'm lacking of information. There are books full of information about moon in Leo, for example. Is the sun sign less important? The sun sign, well, that represents more the ego of the person. It is very important, but somehow... Mm, there are certain moments where I feel I really need to put, put it out and focus more into that. As I said, I'm more intuitive in my work. I mean, I'm, and it will be very different for you than what I'm going to do for her. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's when it's not precisely well aspected, it needs to be bring brought out. Mm. But anyways, any, every kind of interpretation that I'm doing for you, I'm including this energy already. Mm. Okay. Okay, it's, I cannot make them separate. I, oh, I already have the whole thing together. Mm-hmm. You know, I interpret the whole thing together. Okay, so, but I mean, of course it is important. Okay. Of course it is important. But there are other aspects that goes direct to the sun sign that are so, making a whole different especially thing. Especially because I'm the mother. Oh my God. <laughs> my, my Leo is sun. And that makes sense for me. Like, my ego, like, I'm already super sensitive because I'm a cancer. And then you add the Leo, now that you're saying this, it's like, it it heightens the sensitivity because it's, like, the ego part, you know? Even if I know something is, like, not important, it's, like, extra jab, like, you know? Because I'm just, I mean, you know, you hear the sun and the moon and the ascendant, ascendant, and then it's how you interpret that and what that actually means is different. 
So that makes that makes sense. So, you know, you need to make uh, as an astrologer, you need to make a, a interpretation of the whole picture. Thing. You cannot separate each of them. Sometimes you explain it separately. In this case, it's important that. Yeah. And so what I was going to tell you for what you were sharing with me is that I think, you know, what I'm what I'm receiving here is that you should just be very, when she's in, into that attitude, to ask her with all the love, like, what do you feel? And I'm pretty sure you did it already, but it's like, what will make you feel loved? I didn't ask her that. But I think that, because that's what Leo wants, okay. love. Well, that's, that's what, what I... What make you feel loved, darling? I think I was just like, what's wrong? And so, no. that's not the right way to ask it. And so, See. next time I will ask her that way. See, like, what will make you feel loved? And just give her more of that, because you can take her to the whole planet to travel. If that is not love for her, she will not appreciate that you're doing that for her. Mm. And remember that there are certain things that you think is good for her, but she's just... Mm. Yeah, she's different. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Well, that was enlightening for me. Thank you. Okay. I don't want to take up any of your more of your time. I want you to do Jamila and Luna. Mm-hmm. I'm going to Okay. So now we're going with Luna. She is completely different, Shai. She is so different than um, Irie. And she's also born with the North Node in Libra but in another house. It falls in another house. The nor the nodes are where the eclipses happen. So they normally, it takes two years for a north node to transit one sign. Mm-hmm. So there is also like groups of people with the same node in the pencil where, when they're born, okay? So, okay, then she have her moon in a Scorpio. She have a, a stellium in the sixth house in a Scorpio. So that means that, well, no, Venus is in uh, Sagittarius here. So she have Mercury, the Moon, Saturn, and the Sun in the sign of a Scorpio. That makes four planets in a Scorpio. And she also have Pluto and Mars in the eighth house, which is the house of a Scorpio. So we can be talking here about a very, very Scorpionic person with a lot of Scorpio energy and what these tell us. Okay, the moon in a Scorpio. If we think about the moon, the moon is, what do you think about when you think about the moon? What makes you think? Like, like, like who you are? Like no, name. like if I tell you like, think about the moon, what inspires you? Witchy. Witchy, okay. Intuitive. Uh-huh. You just give us a little bit and we're gonna preach it. There she goes. She comes and delivers the message. Okay, so you think about witchy. Me, I think about feelings. Okay, I think about that too. The ocean. (laughs) Emotional. Yeah, emotional, exactly. And when you think about the Scorpio, what do you know about the Scorpio? What have you heard of the Scorpio? I mean, I'm a Scorpio, so they tell me I'm supposed to be jealous. I'm possessive. I'm intuitive. I'm sexual, highly sexual. I'm all those things in ways, yes. Yes, okay. Mm Mm-hmm. But also, everything that is related with that energy, with sex, for example, which is, to me, is very Scorpionic energy, it's also related with death. Death cannot go... Without creation? Without creation, without the sex, let's say. To have an orgasm, you need to pretty much die to your ego, to let yourself go, to be able to reach those realms, right? Mm -hmm. You die every time you create. There is something that is dead. You know, like, it's all about transformation. Mm-hmm. So to me, a Scorpio, there is a lot of energy also like the Phoenix. Mm-hmm. It burns itself and then it comes back again. The Scorpio also can be, kills himself too. So the energy of the moon in a Scorpio, it's all about that. So there is death surrounded the birth of a Scorpio moon. Whether because you have a miscarriage, or abortions before her. So that means that she was grown in a womb where there were death before. Or it can be also that there were death in your life. Somebody died when you were pregnant or when you conceived her or in her time of birth. There has something about it in that time. I don't know if you relate with this, if you think it's... Um, I think that her dad's grandmother died maybe the year before she was born. 
I had two abortions before I had Mona. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's it. So she was grown, she's grown after two miscarriages or two abortions, mm-hmm. after death. And that's the moon in a Scorpio. And that brings her in course parade into her DNA, let's say, certain kind of energy. And there it's very strong. Mm. We can see it here. It's a powerful Scorpio energy in there. So what can we expect of somebody that can feel death so close to her? You guys, it gets a little personal from here. So the rest of this episode will be on Patreon. That's right. If you want to hear the second half of this episode that goes more in depth about Luna's very witchy chart, you have to go to patreon.com backslash good moms, bad choices and find out. Make sure you guys go follow Sylvia. Sylvia is actually going to be joining us at our retreat next year. And so I'm so excited to share this episode with you and share her with you. You guys, make sure you go check out all of Sylvia's services. She can give you so much insight as a parent, as a human. All of her services are really thorough and amazing. So make sure you go check her out on Instagram at Sylvia Ancestral. And you can also email her at sylviaancestral at gmail.com. I'm going to leave all the details and her details in the episode description. If you're part of our tribe at Patreon, I'm also going to post a snippet of Sylvia's reading that she did on my natal chart. And it was really insightful for me and really affirming. So I'm going to post that exclusively on Patreon as well because it is super duper personal. And I really love and feel so supported by you guys over on Patreon. So check it out. And if you aren't a Patreon member, we really highly recommend joining. We have a Slack community where we are connecting and talking daily in real time, sharing photos, stories, all types of shit. So make sure you go follow us over there. We love you. And um, if you haven't gotten a chance to check out the details of our retreat, we did release the dates of both sessions. Uh, Make sure you go check that out on our website, Good Moms, Bad Choices, dot com sign up you'll get a survey and we'll see you guys in costa rica bye